This is Westside Barbell with strength and conditioning legend, Louis Simmons. Westsidebarbell.com, the strongest website in the world. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, I'm here with Louis Simmons and I'm Tom Barry. Today we're going to do a review of resistance bands in the current academia. Louis, I'd like to start off with a study that was presented to us and it's on the acute effects of elastic bands on kinetic characteristics during the deadlift at moderate and heavy loads. Now, uh, from my readings of this re- uh, study, and I'm sure of your reading, it seems like this is a stepping stone um, towards other studies. And they say in a study that uh, more s- research is required on dynamic variable resistance. Um, in your opinion, where is this research? Where should they look? Well, if you want to look for top research, just look at Westside Barbell. Um, in super training, Dr. Mel Siff gave me credit for combinations of method training by using bands and chains, the first one to do so with barbell weight. Um, for instance, we have our subjects, we have 82 people who have squatted over 800, 22 over 1,000, and two over 12. In the deadlift, we have seven women who have deadlifted at least 500, the lightest being 148-pound woman. These are all in official contests. 23 over 800 pounds in the deadlift for males. Um, our top five deadlift average is um, 890 pounds, and our top 10 top 10 deadlift average is 866 pounds. So this just gives you an idea of the type of people that we test here. Uh, these, these results are certainly valid. Um. Based on those results, how important was resistance band training in obtaining those? Um, resistance band training, very, very important. Uh, let me bring you up to our top three deadlifters, which are over 900. And I will get, and the very first um, was Josh Conley, who came with a 700-pound deadlift. Here, by using bands and, of course, the Westside Methods, it, in 16 months, he pulled 900-pound deadlift officially. Next came um, Chris Spiegel, who had a 785-pound deadlift, never used bands, in eight months pulled 905 pounds, and now he's pulled 915. Uh, and lastly, Jake Norman, with an 845 deadlift, came to Westside, and in an eight-week period pulled 900 officially. So this is some of the type of um, success you can, you can uh, look at at Westside Barbell, how important these are. And, you know, deadlifting 400 is one thing. Deadlifting 900 is quite another. There's very few subjects on the planet that can do that. Uh, if we can go back to the very beginning, where did the um, idea of using re- resistant bands come from into Westside Barbell and then progress from there, if we can? Well, I was asked by Dave Williams of Liberty University years ago. Uh, Dave would come visit us a lot, and I had a lot of respect for Dave. And he told me that he would pay me um, if he, if I was to tell him how to use bands uh, with barbell weight, and I had never heard of the bands that was capable of doing so, I'd read about by one of Dr. Medvedev's studies that he had done in 1967 from the old Soviet Union, but I knew of no bands that could handle the weights that we did, um, and he informed me about uh, jump stretch, and so jump stretch came to town, uh, actually in one week here to Columbus, Ohio, and Dave Tate was training with me at Elite Fitness right now. Um, so Dave and I went up to a basketball seminar that he had, and I put bands over my shoulders, and I squatted up and down a few times, and I said, we have to have these bands. 
And I said, we're going to sell you a lot of bands because I'll make these things famous. And I remember Dave thought I was crazy as he's, we're driving home. He's got all the bands in his lap. But the, the, you know, the rest is history. Uh, it's the strongest gym in the world. And uh, applying science to training is how we got there, through the bands. So from your experimentation with the bands, uh, how did you come up with uh, using it for speed strength? How did you get the correct percentages? Uh, well, for one thing, I realized barbells will not work alone because barbells have deceleration. But So you have to come up with a combination. I first realized this off our 1,000-pound squatters. Um, their common bar band tension was 250 pounds, which is 25% of 1,000 pounds. Um, so that's how we came up with speed strength. And when working for speed strength, the barbell uh, must move approximately 0.8 to 0.9 meters per second. Uh, this builds tremendous mechanical power. You have acceleration throughout the full range of motion. Um, and as far as the combinations, uh, we basically use 50 to 60% bar weight with 25% band tension. And a lot of people ask me how I came up with this. Well, in the management of the training of the weightlifter, uh, they have a case of 700 high, 780 high-qualified European weightlifters. And uh, their average training weight was, uh, for 50% of the training, was 75 to 85. Now, of course, you know about our waves. We, we run uh, three-week waves. So we go 50, 55, 60 in three weeks. The, the barbell is lifted a total list of around 24, 25 lifts. Five sets of five for a couple of weeks, then we might drop to uh, three sets of eight or 12 sets of two. But that's how we monitor our training, keeping the, uh, a certain amount of volume. Uh, for explosive strength, I found it basically the same, around 30% band tension and 30% barbell weight. When training for explosive power, you use 30 to 40%. But by using band tension along with it, uh, we got greater results. I have an 18-year-old girl that jumps on a 55-inch box by training in these methods. Um, and so one of the major contributions to band, of course, is accommodating resistance. But secondly, it's overspeed eccentrics. I wrote an article called Overspeed Eccentrics, but obviously no one read it. And um, it's where Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Smith uh, had a 950-pound squat, and we had him do box squats, which we always do. Uh, on these percentages, but Matt did three parallel box squats of 550 pounds uh, in nine-tenths of a second. This is calculated by Dr. Akita, calculus professor. Then we removed some weight and added band tension. So at the top, it was 750 pounds at the top with band shrinkage, according to Dr. Akita, sitting on the box was the original 550. Matt accomplished these lifts eccentrically and concentrically in 5.4 and 5.7. So we actually moved 200 pounds over the same distance in three-tenths faster. That is the development of power, my friends. Moving on from there, um, you used it for um, speed strength, but then you progressed into strength speed. Yeah. And uh, uh, Can you just explain to the people what the difference is and how much band tension should you use for strength speed? Yeah, strength speed is not commonly heard in this country. Speed Strength speed is slow strength. You know, when you, lap, when you lift larger, the most maximal weights. Here we use 50% uh, band tension. And um, the band tension, remember, must be great in the bottom. I can give you, now how, how close is this? I will give you a couple examples. Um, A.J. Roberts, for instance. Um, during a cycle, A.J. did a um, heavy band uh, squat, 700 pounds of band, plus... 500 to 10 pounds of bar weight. This equals 1,210 pounds at the top. This is on a parallel box. 
then during a circumax phase, which, which by the way, our weight's at 90 to 97% of a one rep max. So it's not maxing, it's near maximal, or you need to break records every time. It is done 21 days out from the contest. Uh, during this phase, with 440 pound of band tension, he made 740 pounds of weight. That is 1,180. That, um, and then during the meet, and during this, these, two, these two cycles were done during a meet cycle, where he squatted officially 1,205 pounds at 304. Now, if we go up and look at the 1,210 combination of 705-10 bar weight, that's 100.4%. Uh, the 440 band tension, 740-11A is 98%. Folks, what program can you come up with an astounding squat of 1,205 pounds and you're within 2%? None that I know of. Uh, let me give you another um, example of how bands work. Um, during this time, I was 57 years old. I weighed 217, and I did it 715 to meet officially. I did this uh, on a pin three in our rack where the plates were six and a half inches off the ground. Um, my, my record with just barbell weight was 765 pounds. With I pulled with 350 pounds of band tension, yes, 350. We use an enormous amount of bands. Um, I pulled 415. That equals 765. With 250 pound of band tension, which we use quite often, uh, especially for speed pulls in the rack, always done conventionally style, I pulled 515 and two, the 250, which is um, ironically the 765 pounds. This is why I'd like to have some um, people come and do some studies at our gym and find out exactly what's truly going on. Why do you think that? Why do you think people have not come here yet to do studies? From every study that I've read, and it's pretty limited, to be honest, on resistance training, using resi resistance bands. Um, the biggest deadlifters I've seen have been 450 to 500 pounds, when in reality, that's nowhere near elite. Well, why do you think they haven't even approached you to come? Well, that's a good question, Tom. Um, <clears throat> I believe in colleges, you know, you're working with students, you're working with novice lifters. And when you do these studies, do these people even have good form? Are they, are they actually making maximal lists? People come here, as you've seen, and we can break records in the first day they come here just by changing their form. So uh, that's one of the problems. You know, if you look at car technology, it's not taken from junkers. It's taken from the top race cars, uh, cars that cost a million dollars or more to build. That's where seat belts, power steering, power brakes, roll cages, and so forth came from. Heating systems, better transmissions, uh, everything. And so if you want to really learn how to lift, you have to go to the very top, not to look what the very bottom. A student is just that, a student. These are masters. I, and from what you're saying, if, if we go to the very start, and speaking of strength, starting strength, um, how, would you, uh, how important are bands, just say in deadlifts or speed pulls, uh, uh, in speed strength, or sorry, in starting strength? Bands are very important. This is one thing I think everyone has overlooked. They don't understand if, if during squatting or benching, you have an eccentric phase before the concentric phase. So you have overspeed eccentrics. It causes a force that's it's a virtual force, a force that's there but not recognized. As the barbell comes down faster, it creates a, a higher degree of kinetic energy for reversal strength. Bands work just like the ligaments and tendons and the muscles in the body. They stretch and contract. So it's very important for overspeed eccentrics. As far as starting strength, um, when I pulled these deadlifts, for instance, in the rack, uh, my, my brain realizes real fast, you know, you start with a bar, just a bar, at lockout, it's 405. So my brain realizes I have 350 pounds of extra tension at the top. 
I'm going to pull as hard and as fast as possible to make sure I overcome resistance and lock out the barbell. This builds great starting strength. That's where you have to develop the ability to apply maximum strength in a short period of time. So you're telling me starting strength is not a book, it's a real strength? Starting strength is a method of training a real strength. It's not a book. It's not about beginners starting out. Uh, all great lift. Uh, the, the starting strength, if you would, please, is much like the first step in any sport. You know, people with the fast feet, they're the ones playing. Slow feet, they don't play. Again, I'd like to uh, bring another point. I mean, I, I don't want to use myself a lot here, but when I was 57, I pulled uh, 715 deadlifts in a contest again. And my speed pulls, I would uh, use, um, this. I always did speed pulls after squats, although I could do them before. But I would start with 345 pounds of barbell weight and, and um, 220 pounds of band tension. Um, the band tension represents around 30%, and the barbell weight is 48%. If you add these up, to 75%. It's, I mean, 78%, I'm sorry. It's only 2% off the 80, which is the mean weight that the weightlifters would use all the time that we use, and also the Chinese. So it's, this, my findings was the same as the Soviets and the Chinese weightlifting team today. So is that a coincidence or is it a method? I like to think it's a method. Um, and we get lots of questions every day about bands and um, how to get tension. What is the correct tension for bands? Um, if, if you're going to, if you can start from the correct tension to use and how should one correctly attach bands? If you want to build explosive power, it should be roughly 30% with 30% bar weight. For speed strength, um, you're going to use 25% uh, band tension, roughly. It can vary a few, you know. Um, you can't just change the band every time, like one guy suggested. You never get a workout in with five people. But 25%, and then the barbell weight is 50 to 60%. Remember, the weight lift is just 75 to 85 with just barbell weight. Well, this combination is the same. Um, and then thirdly, for strength speed, if you're a 500-pound squatter, then you would need at least 250-pound of band and hopefully would be able to make another 500 pounds of bar weight. As you get much stronger, you have to use an enormous amount of bar weight. I mean, band tension. Our lifters commonly use 700 pounds of band tension. So that's, that's what it's going to take. Um, and yes, Tom, it, it's interesting. People always say, well, how much do you know how much the bands weigh? Basically, attach them at the, in the bottom of a rack, or we use a monolift, of course. And then you, all you have to do is hold a band up to the height of the lockout, uh, see what is, uh, stand on a, a scale, even a bathroom scale, get the weights, track your body weight, and then multiply the bands by two, and you have it. Um, remember, there's a big difference, you know, uh, on band tension. Don't let anyone say a green band does this and a blue band does that. Because what if you put a band over the bar and you have 250 pounds of band tension, but the next cycle you put the band over the plates? Now, you're going from a two and a quarter inch circumference to an 18 inch circumference. It greatly increases the band tension. So, you've got to be careful how you hook up the bands. Bands work, but you do have to be smarter than the bands. And you should always have tension at the bottom. You should never be loose. Right. You must have great tension at the bottom. You cannot use momentum. Years ago, I watched Dick Carson. He told me that he had a young boy that could squat 850 pounds. I said, well, this is uh, way back in the 90s. I said, that's a good squat. I should know who he is. It was a football quarterback. So he came down, he could squat 550. When we really put barbell weight and he had tension in the bottom, and he was just, he was grossly um, um, mortified that that's all the stronger he was. 
But you can't just use band tension, stand up an enormous amount of band, and think you're going to lift those type of weights. What do you say to the people who only use straight weight? They don't believe in band tension. Um, how are they in comparison, just to those who? Well, wh one thing, a coach that says bands don't work, he's doing a discredit to his athletes. Uh, bands do work. That's why I have the strongest gym in the world. I've also trained two Olympic gold medal sprinters, a USC heavyweight champion. Our box jump record by a male intern is 63 and a half. And a female, again, 18-year-old female, 55 inches. So there's one end of the strength world is explosive strength, where the barbell moves very quickly. The steepest increases strength in the shortest possible time. The other is absolute strength, where we have the strongest people in the world, and we do. We have the greatest male lifter of all time, 3,005 total, 271. 1210, 1005 bench, and 826 deadlift. And we also have the strongest female of all time, pound for pound. Um, 775 squat at 165, 530 bench. She also benched 540 at 182, and a 560 deadlift. So I think that clarifies um, when I say this is the world's strongest powerlifting gym, it definitely is. 97 elite lifters. A lot of people think when any people come here at the top, they don't. I've made, I brought them from zero. Chuck Vogelpohl, famous, Kenny Patterson, George Halbert. I can go on and on and on. People never lifted in a contest before they came here. Then again, strong people come. A.J. Roberts, 2,400-pound total. Three years later, 2,855, with best lifts of 2,930. This, this is a system, and it works. And I suppose in addition to that, to back it up, um, I'm correct in saying that uh, you're referencing super training for the combination of methods training? Yes, I am, Tom. And uh, actually, Dr. Siff, um, you know, the late Dr. Siff was a good friend of mine. He would visit Westside periodically and, and was fascinated by what we were doing. And actually, um, Doc was going to do a study with force plates, but unfortunately he died. I've never had anyone in his status even want to come here, which is a real shame. Um, can bands be used in all sports? Just say, uh, just say out of powerlifting, do you use them for sprinters? Do you use them for Olympic lifters? Do you use them for fighters? We use them for everybody. You know, everybody, a body is a human body. It all works. You, you, you have to accelerate. So we use them for everybody. I know I, a lot of people say it doesn't work for um, Olympic lifting. Well, a coach came from Auburn University uh, this summer. He was an ex-quarterback, 6'5", 250 pounds, uh, one of the, you know, the um, assistant string coaches. I asked him what his best power clean was. He said 340, and he had done that six months previously and couldn't break it. In one half hour, he smoked 365. I had him put bands over the bar, which is approximately 20, 25% band tension when he would lock it out at, in the power clean. Um, he worked up to 275 pounds, took off the band, started back over, and smoked 350, then 365, and we shut him down. Because Olympic lifting has a terrible deceleration phase. Uh, and so, uh, and a lot of people don't understand Olympic lifting, I don't think at all. You know, it's an isometric contraction on the floor. You have to overcome the amount of weight that's on the floor to get it to move. And the very second, when you start the second pole, when the barbell starts to become motionless, of course, as it slows down, force is great. That means it's almost in an isometric contraction at those points. That's where you need great band tension. And surely uh, using bands greatly affects kinetic energy. Yes. Um, if you want to increase kinetic energy, it's much better to increase velocity than mass. So um, you, the faster down, the faster up. All you have to do is a, um, a simple study, take a basketball, drop it, see how high it bounces. Throw it down, see how much higher it bounces. Also, how many more bounces does it have? 
Um, so that's why, you know, faster down, faster up. A faster centric phase is a stronger concentric phase. Stretch reflex. Short, short stress cycle. Um, the, one of the biggest questions we get, and just to clarify this, when you talk about percentages for bands and bar weight, that's all based off one's true one rep max, correct? Yes, it is. A contest max, it does not get, matter if you are a raw lifter, as they say today, or you wear gear. It makes no difference. A max is a max. You have to take a weight to start and divide the percents up on it. Um, I'll give you a few examples, Tom. <clears throat> over the 82 people squat over 800, um, at that point, we do circa max phase with them. An 800-pound squatter will use 375 pounds, which is 47%, and the barbell weight, if he can do 500 in a box, which is 62%, he will squat 800 every day. When he does 550 with the barbell weight, he'll do 850. Um, and when he does uh, 900, he'll squat. I, I'm, I was one of the very first ones to do this in poly. I squatted 900 off of 600 box squat with 375-pound band tension. So you see, um, and, and the same thing in 950. Um, if, you, if you could do 650 pounds and 375, you're going to squat 950. Now, if you look at this by percentages, uh, the top weight to 500, 62%, and the band was 47 when we go to 950 squat, the very same lifters have done this, it's 68%, so the barbell weight grew 6%, and the band tension shrunk 8%. That's 2%. And if you look at 1,000-pound squatters, we've had 22. Um, 600 pounds, that's why I initially came up this watching Vogelpool, um, Tony Balagoni, Greg Panora, and great lifters like this. Uh, Chuck and Greg were world record holders, and... Um, so 600 pounds on the bar, and we would add a band where it was 440 or 44%, would guarantee a 1,000-pound squat. 650 bar weight would, would guarantee a 1,050. 1,100 bar weight is a 1,100-pound squat. And I mentioned A.J. Roberts where he did 740 and 440 and actually squatted 1205. Some people are slightly faster. Most of our people are model athletes. They're all basically blessed with the same body structure and muscle type. Um, so this shows you how um, correct the, this training is. Because if you go from the top at, eight, at, at 800 to 1150, it varies. Again, it's 62% and it's 65%. And the band tension is 47 and it's 38. So again, you got a plus 5 from 1,000 when you go from the 440 band. You have a plus 5% bar weight and a minus 6% band tension. There's no study anywhere that can compare to this study. That's just the way it is. Um, those are pretty astounding numbers. Uh, would you be open to any college that would be willing to do an experiment or come down here and do a study? I would love to. Of course, they'd have to do the study on our people. Uh, but I, they need to come here and find out why we're doing what we're doing. It's a shame for this to go on like the Soviet Union. It used to be called Soviet Secrets. Well, 1982, after breaking my lower back the second time, I realized I need to find out some secrets. And uh, I, I didn't know what, my, what I lacked in training. I trained old progressive gradual overload, every, like everyone else. I lacked something. What was it? After one year of studying the Soviet methods, I realized I lacked science. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Um, you know, um, exercise science is, is a great name. It's a great degree, but that's all it is. It teaches you basically nothing. You have to be in the trenches and learn what the real world's about. And if people come here and do this, I would like to change America to correctly doing this. No, anyone can run, but no one can outrun both. 
So you want if you want to be tops, you need to learn from the tops. And in terms of the dynamic effort method, how much of a game changer was introducing bands, just so even compared to chains and chains, uh, for the increase of rate of force development? Well, the rate of force development is tremendous. When you're talking about chain, it accommodates resistance. It does not supply when over the speed of centuries, of course. Bands are far superior. And uh, once your body gets accustomed to using all the bands, uh, it's the greatest way to train because it builds explosive strength. You know, many people ask me, they watch this bench, and they'll say, you guys are, they watch Howard and Patterson and uh, Rob Fusioner. And they say, well, those guys look sloppy. Well, those guys combined broke over 25 world records in a bench in meets um, because they lowered the bar quick and reversed it quickly. And why? Because it builds explosive strength. When they go to contests, they'd have to pause. Remember, folks, a pause is just a rule. You, that's all it is. Uh, the stretch reflex, Wilson's study, uh, suggested that the stretch reflex lasts two people, two seconds in most people, and four in high-skilled athletes. Uh, as a test here on my own, I found that I could stay down for eight seconds in a squat and return concentrically just as fast as I could in a normal box squat. Um, I was um, stronger than I was explosively. And Dave Tate was very explosively uh, training. And he was, could stay down for five seconds before his time started to slow. And everyone said, well, okay, you've done that, so what's that mean? Well, it means a whole lot for a football team, the way they change calls at the line when linemen are down in the same position for several seconds. That way they can maintain a stronger stretch reflex to get off the ball during the snap. Louis, I know on your next podcast we're going to go over the facts and fallacies of sprint training, including the 40-yard dash, but can you just give a brief overview of how important bands are for, for track and field and for sprinting? They're most important. Uh, it's, it, you have to develop high force. What makes a person run is strength and power. And you can say all you want, but in sprinting, 65% of the race is acceleration, 18 is maintenance, and then at leaving 12% would be... Um, deceleration the key to sprinting is to sprint uh, accelerate longer if you watch the documentary on ben johnson he could start out accelerating for 30 meters in 35 40 45 he finally got to 70 and i believe bolt does the same uh, and then he doesn't slow down you know you don't go faster at the end of the race to win the other people slow down around you and that's how you win the race so uh, you have to work on acceleration bands build acceleration if I take a person over here and I put a 350-pound band on their back and a barbell, they're going to jump to the top like their life depends upon it. One phenomenon that I found, Tom, is when we would take weights over the years, just barbell weight, we, we may sit on a box and get smashed and couldn't get up. But then we started using band tension where we had a faster syndic phase. No one I've ever witnessed, you've been here five years, right? I, have you ever witnessed a person get stuck on a box? Never. They are immediately going to have a stretch reflex to jump off that box. We, you've seen very few failed lifts here. And, um, uh, but they uh, uh, invariably will jump off that box and make the lift because it's, it almost overrides the goji tendon, I believe. And that's what Sif wanted to prove with us. And again, unfortunately, uh, he died. Um, but that is what people who use correct form know the box walk correctly. Yes. That's a, that's a big part of that because people... Just touch and go, and that doesn't work. Touch and go does not work. You have to set fully on the box, release the flexors, then reflex them. It breaks up the eccentric, concentric chain, just much like running. When one foot's on the ground, uh, you're breaking up the eccentric, concentric chain. Okay. okay. Can we just go back and conclude? We go through each lift. Say for bench press, what's the correct uh, speed strength 
for um, an individual who's starting off based off their own uh, one rep max? Um, bench press is basically around 20% on band tension and 65% bar, or I'm sorry, 45% bar weight, 45 to 50. Okay. Now, uh, uh, viewers, a lot of people years ago, we trained a lot lighter. Uh, and why? Because when I started doing this, everybody was slow. But now we're not so slow. So we went from worrying about uh, explosive strength. We moved up to the, uh, you know, the high end of explosive and the bottom end of speed strength. Okay, moving from bench to squat. For an individual, what's the percentages for speed strength on a squat? Speed strength, 25% band tension, 50 to 60% barbell weight, and three-week wave. If someone is um, squatting, doing speed squats, and they're not moving fast enough off the box, is it better to take off the band or to take off the bar weight? Take off the bar weight. Let the band shoot you down faster. Okay. And also, it could just be a muscle imbalance. We check muscle imbalances all the time. People, athletes come here invariably. Um, as the weights get moderately heavy, they can barely get off the box. Then they pick up speed at the top. That's because they have strong legs and weak hips and, and glutes and groin. Because for some reason in America, they never want anyone to squat wide. But that's how you use the hips and the glute muscles and the hamstrings. So if you're going to waste your time doing squats for sports, do them correctly and build the, the correct muscle mass. Um, for deadlift? Deadlift tension is around 30% uh, band tension and about 48%, 50% bar weight. Okay. That's for speed. And, and uh, again, you could do, uh, for people that are high-skilled and have high work capacity, you could actually do around, I actually meant optimal after squatting, do around 18 lifts and uh, for the speed pulls. And we just talked about speed strength, and we touched on um, strength speed. Uh, is strength can strength speed be performed by novice lifters or novice athletes? Yes, in the beginning, actually, uh, strength's more important than speed. Everybody worries about speed, but if you're not strong, you can't. You don't have any speed. Um, you're a, you take a person with the same body weight, they get stronger, they can jump higher. That's one way I would talk about how to uh, determine as we're or as we're making a sprinter or a football player if they start to gain weight are we getting less explosive or more explosive if they gain weight and jump on a higher box they are absolutely more explosive it's a simple mathematical formula um a big thing we get from uh people out there they ask uh band tension for novices for novice athletes um are bands safe and another thing that uh, i've come across in academia we are trying to uh, perform a study. A lot of people can't get bands um, passed by the compliance board. Do you think there's a big misjudgment um, on bands and their uh, safety? Yes, I think bands are completely safe. After all, you know, um, like I'll give you one example. Oh, um, maximal, super maximal eccentrics. A lot of overseas, they would lower weights. These were Olympic lifters. There's never been a study that panned out that they work, but they claim you can lower 50% more than you can raise. Well, I don't know who'd want to do that because in the, the real world, you have to raise the weight. But if you use band tension on the way down, some of the barbell weight is taken off at least. But we would never do slow eccentrics. They don't work. When you lower, bar, uh, bodybuilders do slow eccentrics. It builds muscle mass and causes to tear down the muscle and makes you sore. Um, you know, muscle mass is big, but big's not strong. Strong is strong. And, and who would want to get sore than normal? You want to lower the weight as quick as possible and raise as quick as possible. I did a study on um, eccentrics, back to uh, speed working here. Eccentric and concentric, I used two tendos. 
one took to the top to the rack and so we can measure the eccentric speed and then another concentric um everyone was a top 10 bench presser and uh, over 20 people squat 850 at the time these are all top top lifters and um, everyone was basically the same within one tenth of a meter per second uh, the fastest guys and the slowest guys so what's that mean faster down faster up and, and bands work just like your ligaments and tendons so again they, they stretch and contract as the weight as if you're worried about it in the beginner if you use bands in the bottom what would be more crucial to their um, safety bands shrink you have band shrinkage look at the hook's law of elasticity uh, it explains this um, I hope this is enough I hope this explains a little more proper use of bands um, anyone feel free to call us email us or uh, whatever you would like and we'll explain the correct way to do these it's important you know to have correct results not you know just think you have results because those aren't results <laughs> Okay, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. Uh, our next podcast is going to be on um, facts and fallacies of sprint training. And within that, we're going to discover, uh, talk about a lot of track and field and the 40-hour sprint times. Um, I'd like to thank Louis Simmons. I'm Tom Barry. And that was today's Westside Barbell podcast. This is Westside Barbell with strength and conditioning legend, Louis Simmons. WestsideBarbell.com the strongest website in the world.